So I've actually never, ever tried one because in my mind, it will just lead to me trying to be more busy because I want to play the game or help my team. Power to Live More with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organization, well-being, energy and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Jack Julian. Joe and Jack met through their shared interest in productivity and helping business owners to get to do more of what they want, to use Joe's words. Jack Julian is a reformed, organised mess. She noticed how many entrepreneurs and business owners were simply running on the hamster wheel, chasing shiny objects, putting off today what they can do tomorrow and those other cliches. Jack uses her experiences as a clinical psychologist and productivity expert to help entrepreneurs dig their way out of productivity pitfalls so they experience the time, freedom and happiness they dreamt about when starting their business. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Jack Julian of Anti-Hustle Nation, or as she just pronounced it, Anti-Hustle Nation, which will give you a clue as to where uh, Jack comes from. So hi Jack, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me and hello to all your listeners. So, pronounce it properly for me. <laughs> Anti-hustle nation. Yeah, I see. It sounds so much more interesting when you say it, to be fair. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you added a nice lilt to it that I might steal. <laughs> I don't know if I, I could had, get it right, though. <laughs> I had um, a guy recently on here who I don't think has been published yet. I can't remember if it's gone out or not. Um, Mark Stucheski, I think, is how you pronounce oh, yeah. his name. And uh, he, he's from America, and he's... Uh, uh, he was very impressed with all the English words that I was using. So he went away say, sending me emails with splendid on every time. <laughs> every time we sent an email. So, <laughs> so it's it's lovely to to have uh, people from other countries on the on the show and uh, and swap all our uh, different accents. So that's re- really cool. So start by telling us a bit about uh, who you are, what you do, and where you do it exactly. Because uh, we know America now, but we don't know which bit. <laughs> Yes, I'm in America and I'm in Texas, although I'm originally from Minnesota. So if you've heard Texas accents anymore, mine is nothing near that. (laughs) Um, And so I help coach entrepreneurs so that they can experience more time, freedom and happiness. Because I feel like this busy world that we live in is just kind of dragging us down and we need to get back or get to maybe I don't know, you know, culturally, maybe people were never there. But I feel like happiness is something really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, actually, we talked at the beginning about I've got a bit of a different structure to the podcast. So regular listeners, you'll you'll hear that things are a bit different. And we're going to ask some of my um, favorite questions. But then we're picking out particular questions that, that you wanted to 
to to discuss Jack. And um, actually, I'm going to completely change what I said at the beginning, <laughs> which is which I, which I can because it's my podcast. Um, and I asked you about one sort of top tip you'd like to share with your audience, and you um, talked about. Um, something that you described as a as a hot mess a hot mess and whether we have issues around that in in the UK but it's just struck me actually with the the anti-hustle nation that this is for me I think it's probably a good place to start following on from what you've just said that there's so much pressure and I, I'm thinking I don't know I was thinking about um, as soon as I said hustle I thought oh um Gary Vaynerchuk can't say his name. Gary Vaynerchuk goes on about uh, a side hustle and all that sort of stuff and, and there's quite a um uh, a sort of culture around hustle isn't there in in the business world and uh perhaps perhaps we will start with that because i know that's somewhere of where you've come from and obviously what you're offering as well so let's talk a bit more about that and and how culturally as you say perhaps people aren't as happy as they could be or 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 are sometimes struggling because we've just got such a frenetic world yes well and you know i think that the idea of hustling it started out mostly innocent and yes. you know it was sort of a good okay well let's go let's work hard and it has become this idea of you have to work 24 7 you must always be connected to your electronics you have to be available for work all the time you know if you're at your kids play and your phone rings, you need to step out and answer it. And I'll always go back to the quote, you know, nobody is on their deathbed saying, I wish I had worked more. Yeah. And we leave out that life piece, you know, our social connections and downtime and doing time, spending time on things that we enjoy are so important, even, you know, just for health and happiness, but also to be productive mm-hmm. and it's interesting you know having just sort of name checked um gary v there's always a lot of um backlash against some of that stuff that he says for those reasons we've just said but a lot of people then jump in and say that he actually does spend a lot of time with his family when he's not sort of on but he d- just doesn't push that he just doesn't talk a lot about it and i think that's possibly the case with a lot of people as well that we 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 do protect a lot of our time but we don't tell people we're doing that because it's not so cool sort of to do mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. right you know we i think being busy and you know saying that we're in here in the states we call it a hot mess right that we're just running all over that's sort of become a badge of honor and mm. so you know if i walk up to a group of moms when i'm picking up my kids from school and like how are you and I say hey I'm great I had a nice relaxing day they will look at me like I came from Mars (laughs) (laughs) so you know we really have gotten into that you know maybe you're not so busy but I think you're right to admit that we have everything well I don't want to say everything under control because I don't know that that's possible but you know that our life is going fairly smoothly Mm -hmm. is you know, that's not something we need to admit. No, may, maybe we have a, an advantage in the UK on that one as well, because normally if somebody asks you how you're doing, you say you're fine. Yeah, Because <laughs> <well laughs> you sort of think people don't really want to know. But no, I, yeah. I know, I do know exactly what you mean, that whole thing about 
I mean, there's that thing about if you want to get, uh, what is it, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And I think that is true because, you know, when you're really busy, you're able to uh, fit stuff in because you're used to doing it. But that in itself is driving that behaviour, isn't it? Because it's, again, it's a badge of honour. It's like, well, you know, if you want something done, ask a busy person because clearly they're good at getting stuff done. Don't ask somebody who's just, you know, had a relaxing afternoon at the spa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but why sh why should it be different you know having that that time you know maybe not in the spa but you know having had a relaxing time what how does how's that how do you then get everything done because you know pe some people sort of intuitive intuitively and and you know will have read and seen and whatever that that you do need to you know take it easier and you know not be so stressed and look after yourself and that sort of thing but how how do you do that and get everything done well i think that's a, that's a, you know it's a really good question, good question. and i think, <laughs> i think part of it is that it's different for everybody um you know and it doesn't necessarily mean you know not working uh but you know if you're like okay so let's take you know I'm sitting at my computer and I'm working and all of a sudden I want to do anything but work, you know, check Facebook, check Instagram, maybe go play with my cat, whatever. Um, that that's our body's way of telling us, Hey, we need a break. Mm. So, you know, even those things that we tend to take for granted, like, you know, take five minutes and get up and walk around and get away and clear your head and get some blood moving through your body since you've been sitting all morning. You know, mm -hmm. those things, they actually do make us more productive and they make us more creative. And so they're important and we just kind of let them slide. No, I just got to push through. And that's yeah. not always the answer. No, no. I've been hearing a lot, reading a lot about people talking about downtime, as you said, to in order to be creative, in order for those ideas and thoughts to sort of come through. And uh, I mean, I, I always say that. Some people, you know, get their ideas in the shower. I get mine driving, and I because I work from right. home, I don't drive as often as I used to. So I almost need to create opportunities to drive so that I can think things through. Yes, yes. We we need those times when we're our brain is you know more or less turned off, mm. and it's mm. just free flowing. And I guess what we need to do is 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 work out for ourselves those times where that has worked for us and has helped us so that we can remember to do it again and if we haven't seen that yet to sort of seek out those examples where it's working for other people because you know we that badge of honor that you talked about we've learned that from watching other people and thinking oh they're really busy they get lots done that's that's why I need to do the same thing so maybe we need to, to you know to spread the message about the you know the different way of, of being um to, to to i don't know pr it a bit right yes <laughs> we should we should all join together and get a pr agency <laughs> oh dear. So, so tell us a bit about why you do what you do what you know why you're now helping entrepreneurs to uh, you know, find that route through all this busyness, and and um, and and why you work for yourself, and and um, how that all came about. Well, I wish I had oh, a short, gosh. pithy answer for you, but um... <laughs> 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 <Don't worry. laughs> 
<laughs> well, um, I like to call myself a, a reformed organized mess. Um, not <laughs> quite a hot mess. I, I felt <laughs> mostly like I had everything under control, but it wasn't neat and it wasn't necessarily moving me ahead as much as I would like to have. Um, and so I've always, well, not always, but for the last seven years since my youngest was a child, I've worked from home teaching and I got really tired of the idea of always having to be on for somebody else. You know, you must be in the classroom these number of days and you get this class or this class. And I didn't, you know, I just didn't have that choice. And so I said, you know what? I have a background in psychology that's easily transferable to coaching. And so I want to help entrepreneurs be successful. And mm -hmm. it really ended up that a lot of it was how or how they were not getting things done. Yeah. Which directed me more into, I guess, what we call the productivity space. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was really how I ended up here. <laughs> Lovely. And what, okay, just thinking back to what we were saying about how there's sort of a badge of honor about being busy. One of the things I sort of sometimes feel is that there are people who are like overly busy, frenetic, everything else, and will say that, you know, so, um, you know, it's so difficult and I'm not organized and I can't find what I need and I don't get done what I need to get done. But you don't often see those people asking for help or learning to do mm -hmm. something diff in a different way either. Is that my cynical view or do you see that too? No, you know, and I think that's an excellent point that oftentimes that doesn't happen. Um, and I guess we, we would really need to dissect this a little bit more because I'm not sure why. I think what comes to mind, first of all, is that we get into habits mm -hmm. and, you know, well, so it's just become a habit and that's the way life is and everybody else is doing it. Um, so I should do it too. I don't know. Do you have any ideas why that is? Well, I think sometimes, well, a lot of the time it's thinking they don't have time to do anything different, <laughs> which is you know a bit of a chicken and egg scenario um but then you know how often do people uh have time to do things like you know watch the telly or um you know like at the moment i said before we came on that i'm a bit overwhelmed this week because i was in france last week and i i did do some work but i can't do as much as i need to get done so i got behind on some things and um and at the weekend when i could have worked all weekend to catch up I went round to my friends and drank wine. <laughs> and in fact, somebody said to me only yesterday, maybe that was you exercising self-care. <laughs> well, I, th I think so. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, I could be sitting here this week saying, oh, my goodness, you know, I've got so much to do. I don't have enough time. This is ridiculous. And, you know, I sing in um, currently three choirs that practice on a Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday night. So those are my evenings gone, um, you know, never mind anything else. And it, it, you know, I sometimes think, you know, why did I, why, why am I doing that? Because it doesn't give me any time to anything else. Um, but 
um, you know, I, so I could, I could be sort of wallowing in this sort of despair of not having time to do things. But but clearly, I had time at the weekend to do a lot of things that didn't involve the work that I, you know, needed to do. Um, and I think sometimes that that's what happens. You know, people just merrily carry on doing whatever they want to do and 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 everything backs up and then you know it becomes the story that they're telling themselves which so they don't have have the time um uh i don't know sometimes is it you know sometimes when we procrastinate it's around fear isn't it fear of not getting it right or, or you know perhaps being too perfect with it or you know lots of there's lots of different reasons around that and so we put things off um to do with that so maybe that's partly it as well that if we actually stopped and took part took sort of um stock of our lives and what we're doing and what we're spending our time doing maybe it's a bit too much of a scary thought yeah that could be that could be i think in a lot of ways productivity is similar to health and fitness we know yeah. what we should be doing or, you know, that something needs to change. You know, I, I know that if I eat that salad, it's healthier for me than this delicious gloppy cheeseburger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll still choose that cheeseburger sometimes. Mm, mm. And so we kind of know that maybe what we should do or that we should change. Maybe we don't know exactly what we should do. Um, but how to get there. Is difficult. Mm. Mm. And do do we see it perhaps as just sort of too big a thing to address as well? When you think about um, you know taking baby steps, eating the elephant, and all those other um, you know phrases that that are sort of bandied about, but maybe actually to stop and look. I, in fact, I I had a, a client a, a few months ago who's a friend as well, and um, she was coming around to um, go through you know what she needed to to deal with around email and overwhelm and to-do lists and everything else and um I was like oh yeah we'll go out for coffee it'll be fine you know lovely when you get it. she said well should I bring lunch I was like no we'll eat lunch when we're out well you know are you sure I shouldn't bring it because we need to you know be on the laptop and I was like no we're not going to go near the laptop for two or three hours at least <laughs> and she, she was like aghast that we weren't going to sort of get on and do stuff and I guess in her situation she's a doer mm -hmm. not a a planner or a thinker so she just thought we had to do whereas I was intending you know doing a bit of thinking and planning and, and whatever to work out what we should be doing as opposed to just getting stuck in and maybe you know that's part of it as well that people get stuck into the bits that they know how to do and the rest of it's just too overwhelming to think about I think so so from your point of view how do you prioritize what you do because you've said that you know you, you you've you now do what you do partly because of where you were and where you've developed. So how did that happen for you? And, and how do you make that, how do you do, you know, create that um, priority in your work and life now? Right. Um, so this is sort of two part answer for me. One is that I got really clear on what my values were. You know, I used to spend a lot of time with my kids, but it was, not necessarily time that I wanted to, Yeah, that it was, I should be working. I should be getting things done. I should be doing this instead. Mm -hmm. And so what were my, you know, looking at my values, you know, my kids are a huge value of mine and spending quality time with them 
is more important. So getting really in touch with those was sort of the first step. So now when I quit work, I know that I've quit work and my focus is on my kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's a massive one, isn't it? And I went through exactly the same thing when I sort of moved into more the productivity thing. I've always been interested in productivity, but when I first had my business, I was working 24-7 and exactly that. I spent all the time at, at family events and, you know, things um that I did actually attend because I didn't attend them all <laughs> the ones yeah. I did attend I spent the whole time thinking oh I should be doing that oh when well, I haven't done that and oh when we get back I need to do that and I did the same you know started to realize that actually you've got to to be in the moment and that that make does make a big difference doesn't it it does it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. yeah. So, so the second part is, you know, more on a day-to-day basis. I really focus on the outcomes that I want, right? You know, we can have a mile-long to-do list and not all of those things are actually going to, you know, move us forward. So, you know, if I'm launching a new program, right, I need to focus on the things that are going to help me launch that program, not everything else that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And how do you then do that? Because that is, uh, you know, I can't imagine anyone listening who doesn't think that's a good idea <laughs> and that that's what they that they should, you know, that they shouldn't be doing that. But um, it, it, there's, there's quite a gap often between knowing that and putting it into practice. Again, a bit like you said with, you know, diets and things like that, because you don't get those immediate results either but also you have those immediate tasks that you must do today regardless of the fact that you want to work on those bigger projects so how how do you make that time during that day for that important project when all the other stuff's going on as well um so i really you know during the day when i'm working i really only have like my top three things that i want to get done mm-hmm. i you know, I hide my to-do list because if I look at everything that I want to get done, it's incredibly overwhelming. Yeah. But if I can focus on just those three things that I want to get done, it makes me feel accomplished. Yeah. And do you aim to do those before you've done anything else? Or do you do other things to get you in the mood? Do you um, block out time? How, how, do, how do you fit those things in so well a a couple things um so i'm not a morning person (laughs) (laughs) i always kind of have to ease into my day so um you know contrary to popular wisdom i do check my email you know first thing in the morning not not before i get out of bed but first thing (laughs) when i get to my desk because I need something easy to roll, you know, to roll my day out where uh, maybe I don't have to think so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people call it, you know, like time batching or whatever. I call it task batching because mm-hmm. sometimes it's going to take me longer than I think it is. So, you know, yes, I'm going to work on this first until mm-hmm. it's done. Mm-hmm. It, it just reminds me again how how important it is to view all this stuff personally because um, it, it, you know you, you're saying I'm not a morning person I do my emails to begin with because I need to sort of ease myself in I'm I'm exactly the same and um, 
you know, I often knock off a few really small, unimportant things before I even start to think about the important stuff. But then I listen to, you know, um, people saying you need to uh, put everything on your calendar, for example. And I, but listeners will know, I've said before, I hate having stuff on my calendar, like even important meetings with people. So if I start to, and I do it every about every six months, I block out loads of time in my calendar for things I'm going to do. And then I delete it all <laughs> after I ignored it for about a week <laughs> because I don't like it. And, it. and it just makes me laugh that every so often I forget that it's about working to your own um, appropriate method, if you like. And I, I sort of fall into the trap of thinking I need to do what everyone else does. And then I remind myself that it doesn't work for me. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I think that I think is that a is great message because it doesn't work for everybody. And mm. I was actually just listening to someone who might be uh, considered a productivity guru. Um, and, I, and I won't tattle, but their point was, if this isn't working for you, you don't want to change. And I was just aghast. I was like, yeah. no, that's not what it means. You are yeah. criticizing these poor people because one tool doesn't work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really, really, really individualized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, I think that's part of, and may, actually going back to the, the sort of question I asked earlier, my sort of controversial question about, you know, why do people not seek help or not implement uh you know new ideas when they're overwhelmed and they don't know uh sorry not they don't know they're overwhelmed and they you know can't see way forwards but they also don't seem to sort of seek out that support um maybe it's because so much of the support that is out there is one size fits all you know how many mm -hmm. times do we hear about the miracle morning and how we've got to get mm -hmm. up at five o'clock <laughs> and of course you and I just go, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but you know, undoubtedly, it works for a whole host of people, but you know, not people who are built in the same way as we are, sort of thing. And so maybe that's part of it. Maybe there's so much emphasis on, you know, this is what you should be doing, and mm -hmm. and less on personalizing and individualizing to people's personalities, to people's body clocks, to people's. Uh, you know, likes and dislikes and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, well, and yeah, to well, expand on that, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, fed, I, fed, I spent I tons of time feeling like I could never be successful because getting up at five o'clock in the morning ruined my day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's how, you know, that's what successful people do. And mm -hmm. so I basically felt like crap about myself in yeah. relation to that. And so... I think, you know, you're right that spreading the word that, you know, it needs to be more individualized mm, mm. could make people maybe feel more open to asking for help. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So you mentioned apps and tools a minute ago and I was about to go, oh, great segue into the next section. And then uh, obviously I carried on talking about what we were talking about. <laughs> So, so now this is a, a less smooth link. <laughs> but, uh, tell us some of the tools and apps that you use to, to help you to, to be more um, on it. Um, as it <laughs> well, back to that individuality, 
I'm actually really big on using my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do use my calendar, but not for getting work done. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you know, I probably don't use it as much for getting work done either. Um, I like Asana. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing that has been helpful to me is things like my phone alarms and reminders from my calendar. Yeah. Because I can get really lost in waiting for something to happen mm. and not really focusing. So when yeah. I know that it's been taken care of, my alarm's going to ring or I'm going to get a reminder, then I can I have that focus because I don't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. The friend I was talking about who I uh, was was self-caring with at the weekend. <laughs> when, whenever she pops by for a coffee, she always sets an alarm and then she doesn't have to keep checking her her phone to see what the time is. And and when where we sit in my kitchen, I can see the, the clock right in front of me. So I, I always think it's funny because I know what the time is and I know when, whether it's time for it to go or not. <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's exactly for what you've just said, that she doesn't then have to think about it because she knows the alarm's going to go off and she'll be on time and she can you know concentrate fully on the lovely cup of coffee and the lovely conversation with her lovely friend what going on yeah any any more apps on your list that you'd like to share that's really it i try to be very simple mm, yeah I um, started writing my favorite tool or app or, or resource on my newsletter every week. And I'm starting to wonder whether it's such a good idea after about, you know, four months, because I'm thinking, well, I have to start repeating some. <laughs> and, and I'm not very structured. Some people plan ahead, you know, and have, have a, a theme and all that sort of stuff. I just literally start the week and think, right, what am I going to share this week? What have I been using this week? So last week it was, or rather, um, yeah, last week it was Google Translate, because as you know, I was in France, so I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> the previous week it was an AeroPress coffee maker because I was in hotels a lot and needed to buy one to uh, have proper coffee in my room. Um, so yeah, I wonder what it'll be this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just talking with someone about the gamification apps. Right, yes. Have you done something on those? Um, well, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I get bored very easily and um, I... I believe in taking regular daily actions, small daily actions. And uh, so I have used an app where I can track those things um, and had used it consistently for quite a long time. And then I got fed up with it and now I'm like resisting it. So I've stopped it and then tried to start it again and it didn't work. <laughs> so so uh, I'm in a, I'm in a non gamification app phase at the moment, <laughs> but I know that can be really helpful. And is that something that you use? I, I don't actually because mm -hmm. I can kind of get addicted to games on my phone. Yeah. And so I've actually never ever tried one because in my mind it will just lead to me trying to be more busy because I want to yeah. play the game or help my team or whatever they do. I'm not 100% mm -hmm. positive about them. So uh, I think it comes back with those again to being very clear about what you want and why you're doing something before you then have the technology I think you know people quite often get sort of caught up in the in the tech when actually it's about as you said you know the value the purpose of what you're doing in the first place and making sure that that the the tools are consistent with that and they don't drive different behavior to what you were you know were looking for or or behavior that you weren't expecting because you hadn't really thought about what that was going to look like mm -hmm. Mm, I was 
it's funny actually that makes it reminds me of a conversation at the weekend about um steps you know using um fitbits and uh you know watches and everything else and at the dinner table with uh with my mother-in-law and her two sisters so they're all in their sort of 60s and 70s and they they were they were <laughs> telling me all the little tricks they use to get their steps up so that they can get over the the uh the target they've set for themselves and uh <laughs> and one of the aunties was waving her arm about trying to see if her watch would register as steps <laughs> even when she wasn't actually walking and we established it's particularly good because it didn't <laughs> well that's good that's good no, 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 no. that way <laughs> but it did it did make me laugh that you know what's designed exactly what you've just said what's designed to encourage you to do more of something can sometimes mean that you end up trying to game the system actually not use the game for your benefit but actually do something that that makes it so that you get the points or you you get to the next level or whatever but actually it hasn't driven the behavior that you were intending it to in the first place exactly, exactly. <laughs> so on that topic of uh, steps <laughs> said, <laughs> such a clumsy link again <laughs> let's talk a bit about keeping healthy because we you know we've we've talked about that whole um you know busyness badge of honor thing and and how perhaps as a as a society we're often caught up in that sort of stress and, and perhaps not as happy as as we we could be and and the health bit is you know that that the pit that piece is really part of it as well what what sort of things do you focus on to keep yourself healthy and and uh and stress-free <laughs> <laughs> oh you have an answer to be totally stress-free i would like to hear that <laughs> i was gonna say i was doing well when i said healthy and then i just ruined it after that didn't i <laughs> I do like to keep try and keep my stress down, but um, sleep. I think that is the biggest one for me. Um, I have a history of poor sleep habits, and so really getting into the habit of getting good rest. Um, you know, trying not to drink a cup of coffee before bedtime and. Um, get that rest has just helped me so much because even though I still don't want to get out of bed, um, once I wake up, I just feel more clear headed. I feel like I can focus. I feel like I can actually work and it's not just slogging through. Mm. Do you, do you find it easy to, to go to bed and go to sleep being as you are a later later morning person if you like because that's my daughter's the same as me we're real, real night birds and I just struggle with the concept of going to bed whereas I've got friends who absolutely love going to sleep so they're you know they're 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 really early because it, it really fits with what they want to be doing whereas with me I'd probably stay up all night if I had a choice <laughs> I would too I, I totally would um, yeah. it's, it's not easy it, it's mm. not easy for me at all. I mean, I would say that it's probably my one of my biggest daily struggles is, mm -hmm. okay, it is time to go to bed. You have to go to bed. You know the results you get if you go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. It's interesting, actually. That's another sort of point on that whole gamification piece, that, that sort of tracking stuff. Because um, I, as I said, I was in France last week and, and I was on my own staying with friends. And so, you know, there was no sort of criteria around getting up times and I had some really good quality sleep I used sleep cycle to track and and you know it was for sort of you know nine and a half hours sort of thing on most of the night so it was just brilliant and then I came home and I've literally had about five or six hours sleep every night this week 
because I've had various things going on. I've not been able to get to bed early enough. And then I've been woken up early, which, you know, isn't supposed to happen. So that's where it's cut off the, you know, the timings. But also the quality of sleep's been poor as well. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I need to move to France. (laughs) 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 Well, I think that, you know, speaks a lot to the things that we were talking about earlier, that, you know, you were relaxed and Mm -hmm. less stressed in France. And you know had the time you weren't so busy you didn't have as much to do so you were able to get that sleep mm-hmm. yeah and I, but I do wonder if I because I read read my results if you like whether that makes it worse because I sort of become mm-hmm. a bit paranoid that you know that the, the sleep hasn't been good but then I don't fall asleep in the day because I'm tired so I, I guess um, you know it can't be doing that bad but um, yeah interesting I think so what about learning and improving yourself how how do you sort of keep moving forward you've already just said you were listening to a productivity guru the fact that you didn't agree (laughs) (laughs) was maybe you know not relevant but uh you know what sort of things do you do to sort of keep at the the forefront of what's happening around the productivity space and you know everything else <laughs> everything else <laughs> um, well I'm, I'm taking uh, even though I caught a video the other day from a productivity guru um, you know really I'm learning from other people like you you know who we do similar things um, in some ways I've kind of I hate to admit this maybe I shouldn't admit this but I will because I just want to be honest that yeah. in some ways I've taken kind of a productivity advice break yep going back to the idea of what we were talking about before that it is so you know you must do this Mm. and i was getting a little fed up with it so i've turned more to like positive psychology and mindset types of things and so Mm. you know i'll listen to podcasts and read some books and in that space yes yeah and it's interesting uh some some of the things that you listen to can sometimes or read I suppose can sometimes sort of open up uh, areas you weren't expecting I was listening to a podcast um the other day and it's a a lady that does um organization and what does she call herself organization 365 I think and um she started talking about how she she planned all the organization stuff that she teaches based on phases of life you know like whether you're a sort of a teenager you know in your 20s and 30s your 40s and 50s and you know retired sort of thing but she's having to readjust that now because of that whole thing about you know 60 being the new 50 or or you know whatever um but then she also talked about the whole concept of all the generations being alive at the same time which is increasingly going to be a bigger number than we've ever had before and how what impact that's going to have you know on our lives and I you know aside from this I do employee engagement stuff in corporate and we talk about you know the the, the five generations in the workplace now which creates a, a different dynamic than we've had before but she was saying that the older generations now have got the same a similar sort of outlook and mindset as the teenagers do because of the cyclical nature of our generations and it was a really interesting concept which has so many potential applications for you know for all of us really so um something that I I thought I must re-listen to because I thought it was a really interesting concept and there must be research I guess around it I don't suppose it's just come out of her head (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe it has. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she's the beginning of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But as she was saying, you know, that women in their sort of 40s used to be, um, you know, getting ready, sort of hunkering down, if you like, to sort of be ready for, you know, the, the golden years and retirement and everything else. And now, you know, 40 is so much about you're probably in your third career and planning right. to work for another 30 years and all that sort of stuff. So it's a different mindset now than than ever yeah. before and you know it was that sort of stuff that's prompted us to start thinking about that and, I, and it and it is it is true if you think about what our uh you know our parents and our grandparents were like at 40 and 50 it's completely mm -hmm. different to mm -hmm. how you know people are now isn't it it's, it's interesting yeah. but i still have a an almost stroppy teenager i don't think that changes does it who <laughs> <laughs> only does the intros and doesn't listen to the interview so I'll, i've got away with that one i hope <laughs> so tell us about what about uh, what happens if things don't go right if you have one of those bad days how do you deal with that oh okay so one of the things you know i said earlier that i consider myself a reformed organized mess and <laughs> part of that was the idea that, you know, I need to have time to fly by the seat of my pants. And if I am too structured, when things go wrong, it's just going to blow up my whole day. Yeah. And so I really, I, I think that, you know, that was part of it is that I really fought against, I, I can't do that. That's just not for me. Um, but what I've found in trying to be a less organized mess um, is that I sort of have a higher baseline now where right. when things go wrong, I know what I need to do or how I can fit things into my day. You know, yeah. just the other day, we, um, my son's class was going on a field trip and um, there was some confusion about what time this was actually happening. And so I had gotten up, rushed out of the house, which I don't like to do, to go to this field trip first thing in the morning and yeah. as it turns out his class was not going until later oh no yeah so i'll admit i was a little bit miffed but once i came down from that it was okay well i have this much time and i know i want to accomplish these things today so these are the things that i can do yeah and so i think that you know figuring out how to use my time has just been a lifesaver, especially for those days when things go wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I think those things as well, once you've sort of resolved something and got through something a few times, you start, as you say, you start to get more confident about knowing what you can handle if things do go wrong. So then things have to go even worse for you to panic as much as you might have done in the past type thing, I suppose. Right. Have you seen that lovely, that lovely quote that goes around on Facebook about, um, and I can't, uh, I can never remember quotes. I can always remember the sort of the concept. It's the thing about, um, you know, if the day's going horribly wrong and it's something to do with, you know, when it's all gone horribly wrong before I got through it sort of thing. And that it's oh, nowhere yeah. near as uh, sort of succinct. But, you know, it's basically saying, you know, nothing that's ever gone wrong in the past has ever been so bad that I'm not here today. So therefore I'll get through today as well, won't I? <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> so what about those days where you end the day knowing you've had the chance to live more? And that's where I talk about getting to do more of the things that you really want to do and not so much of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. What What have you done? What does that day look like? Oh, that day looks like I feel accomplished. You mm -hmm. know, maybe. And 
I think this just popped into my head, so I'll say it. But, you know, I think oftentimes we relate feeling accomplished with finishing our entire to-do list or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I at least feel like I got something done. And maybe it's small, maybe it's big, but really being able to say, I did this. Yeah. And then being able to go on to be in the moment with, you know, whatever I'm then doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I put my kids to bed at night, I'm not frustrated and short tempered. That's probably the biggest sign now that I think about it is if I'm calm when I put my kids to bed, it's probably been a good day. It's always good to have a litmus test, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> that's brilliant thank you so it's been it's been great talking to you um it's as i said a bit of a different format um today i felt like i've talked more than i normally do so i don't know if uh, that's done a detriment to you or whether uh it's uh it's been uh, more interesting to our, our audience to have a more of a conversation and less of an interview i don't know but i've really enjoyed it anyway so thanks jack thanks for joining me and um tell people how they can find out more about you and connect with you sure um, the best place to connect with me if you want to actually have interaction with me is my free Facebook group. It's Anti-Hustle Nation Community. And it's just facebook.com slash groups slash Anti-Hustle Nation. Yeah. Or my website is uh, just jackjulian.com and it's J-A-C-J-U-L-I-E-N.com. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All this information is available in the show notes. If you go to the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 84. So each week, as you know, I now share the resource that I shared on my newsletter with you. And uh, last week's newsletter was a very random share of an app. Uh, so... There's a guy that I keep hearing on podcasts who is uh, talking about the fact that he, for focus reasons, knits. <laughs> so he um, he says it's a bit like being in the shower or when you're driving or wherever those ideas pop up because you're sort of distracted, I suppose, from doing something because you're doing uh, something that you don't really have to think about so you can allow other things to sort of pop up, pop up into your mind and he's been saying that he knits because then when he's knitting he's focusing on that but other things sort of pop up in his mind so um I thought well you know it's sort of topical <laughs> but it's also the fact that I found um an app recently which um does make me laugh that I'm sharing this with you. Uh, but it came from one of those moments when I thought there must be an app for this. Uh, and there was. So I um, do do some knitting. Um, and I uh, was finding that I had lots of scraps of paper to count rows. And then I tried to use my Evernote account to uh, type in the number of rows I'd done and so on. And it was getting a bit frustrating. And I just thought to myself, there must be an app for this. I can't be the only person who's uh, been frustrated by this and I'm sure someone's come up with a better solution and so I did a bit of a search and sure enough I came up with the um, the solution somebody had uh, put together which is called 
the knitting and crochet counter so they obviously spent a lot of time thinking about that title <laughs> so uh, if you do do knitting or crochet or some other activity some other craft where you need to count and make a record of the things that you've done or the repeats that you've um, put in place then uh, do a search on your smartphone for knitting counter or crochet counter or something like that and you will hopefully find an app that you can use to help you <laughs> so um, I'm quite pleased with my app but uh, also thinking it's quite funny that I'm sharing this as a productivity tip because it, it it does improve your productivity but only if you do knitting and I'm not sure that knitting is actually as cool as people who knit tell me it is <laughs> The other thing I shared on the newsletter is about my how to simplify your life and get to do more of what you want online course. So just thinking as we're heading into the busy festive period, you might be starting to think about the new year and how you can get organised and perhaps simplify your life so you can get to do more of what you want to do. And if that's something that you'd like to do and you'd like to sort of take the DIY route, then you might be interested in checking out the course. So if you go to powertolivemore.com forward slash November offer, then you'll see that there's uh, 50% off for the uh, next few days at least because it is still November <laughs> only briefly though <laughs> and again the show notes for this show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 84 and we look forward to speaking to you next week use your power to live more